Oh yeah You know what that sound means You know what time it is It's time for the hazard hour We got a little ditty for you today tribe Surfing through the Through the intranet And ran into the looniest Looney tooniest Tooney tune stuff I've seen in a while So we gonna bring it to you tribe we know we got the election satisfied. Joe Creepy Hands Biden went ahead and took it. So now that we got that out of the way, Donald Trump is no longer president of the United States. Well, he, he is for right now, but only until Joey Boy moves himself in and starts making himself comfortable. But tonight's, tonight's Sunday, Sunday night episode, you know... I always um, want to get out here and, um, and, and come with it, but there's just not always content that I wanna that I wanna cover. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, there's just not a whole bunch of stuff that I want to talk about. You know, because I really gotta feel it. You know what I mean? And, and we were just so bogged down with the election. We were bogged down with the debates, you know, you saw the debates, I ain't even had to come out here and tell you, you know, it, it is what it is, but I did want to come out here because I, I ran into some loony toony toony stuff, I mean loony toony, I mean toony toony, and it's, it's things like this that makes you wonder, you know, how and why. You know, and so we just gonna slice it at the fence. You know, let's go. Let's just get all into it. We gonna go uh, hammer time, hardball. You know how we do. It's your boy Two Dogs, man. We getting into it today, man. I was online and and um, you know me. I'm I'm in the to the debate scene. I'm in I'm into it heavy. I watch debates back from the 1980s. You know what I mean? To make sure that my points are crisp. You know, I've been following uh, a, a few people uh, online and they have been bringing up some really hardcore heavy stuff. And I'm going to bring that to you uh, as well. But not this episode uh, because that content needs its own platform. We've got a guy right now, Garfield, who is coming at the faith hardcore. He he said that he is able. Now hear this. He said that he's able to body the Bible from Genesis. So, you know, if the Old Testament is out the door, you know, you know, the New Testament was already out the door. If he can body the Old Testament, goodness gracious, what does that say about religion in the Western Hemisphere? Is it all a sham? We're going to find out. We're going to bring that up. You know your boy has it. I'm coming for the taboo topics. I want the meat. I want the topics that you're not going to talk about. I want to know why you don't want to talk about them. I want to know why you're going to run from them or say don't talk about them or say or run to the, the craziest and say that that guy has the devil in him. Come on, man. If we're going to have an articulate conversation, let's have an articulate conversation. Let's bring up the facts. Now, understand that that the way 
the way society works, science seems to be running things. But we remember when science said that the earth was flat. You know, and, and the main people said that the earth was flat. And then we found out that bad boy was round. You know what I mean? You can say what you want. I had my own personal experience with my own. You said it was this. And then I found out it was that. <clears throat> Christianity. You know, so so I myself am not so so taken away from it that I can't feel your side. Now, as I come at these topics, I'm not here to completely smash your your religious way of thinking. What I'm trying to do is fine tune your religious way of thinking. Are you believing things because they're tradition or are you believing them because they are truth? That's all. So let's let it sort out itself. Let's let it get into uh, what it wants to get into. But um, I ran into some things from Sakari and they were teaching some things that I've never heard before. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. And y'all know I, I pick on Sakari a little bit. Shout out to those dudes, man. Um, <clears throat> they're out there, you know, trying to uplift the community and I can feel that. So I don't want that to escape, um, you know, the reason why we're out here. You know, it is now, uh, right now, actually Monday morning as it is 12.09 a.m. You know, we get into the studio late, you know, had a lot of things going on. It's your boy, Two Dogs, man. I got a lot of things going. I got two things going on at the same time. You know how we do. We manage. But... We always come back and try to get back into things. But either way, either way, don't don't let me uh, get off the, the topic. The loony, tooniest, 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 um, craziest shit I've heard coming out of some people's mouths. Uh, was that Jesus Christ and Solomon were the same person? Yes, you heard it. Yes. <laughs> you heard it that's just the way it is and I can't say anything about it you heard what I said Jesus was actually Solomon or no 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 or Solomon was Jesus right right and, and that's what I'm trying to say too is that we can smell something is off with that. Something is definitely off with that. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist uh, to know that no matter how you feel about reincarnation, no matter how you feel about regeneration, in order for your premise to be right, it would have to be consistent with all ages. And what I mean is, before Solomon was Solomon, who was the person before Solomon was Solomon? So then Solomon can't be Jesus or Jesus can't be Solomon because in order for you to have regeneration, don't you have to have a death? So 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 is what you're saying Jesus died before Solomon was born. Now, remember, Solomon is before Jesus. Solomon is David's son, right? So if we're going to say that somehow Jesus and Solomon are the same, no matter how you cut it, one of them had to have died and regenerated into him. And since you're saying that Jesus is Solomon or that or somehow they're connected, Jesus would have to have died prior to the resurrection in the, the death of the resurrection. Therefore, 
destroying the whole resurrection because he had already died and resurrected before he died and resurrected. So that's not a new thing. Does that, are you following me? I mean, should I slow that down? Um, <sighs> this is just loony. This is this is just lunacy. Absolute lunacy. An absolute pseudo ability. Pseudo at the highest order. Pseudo in the highest order. I don't know if you could have any more pseudo than what we're about to get. I don't even know if I want you to even hear it because I don't want you being corrupted by such madness. Okay? But if you want to see, you can see it from yourself. It came out at the beginning of the year. Now, I hope that these dudes have retracted such a statement, but they still have it up. They got 8,000 views on it. They still have it up. So I'm wondering, you know, are they going to take this down? Because what we do here, the Spider Clan, what we do here <clears throat> um, is we're just after the truth. That's all. We just want to know what the truth. What is the truth? What does this say? If you're going to go and you're going to infuse your own doctrine into the scriptures, well, then just say you're your own religion. Don't say that you're following the book. You have to put those those asterisks by those pseudo-abilities that you're going to add into your religion if you can't prove it. If you or if you can't prove it, just say I cannot prove it or this is something that is based on tradition through the text. And I'm fine with that. I'm a Bible believer as well. But I know that there are things in that Bible that don't add up or that history does not back from the Old Testament. And you definitely better believe that the New Testament corrupted in a mug. So what I'm saying is, when are we in the community? the Bible-believing community or religious community, going to put down our traditions and start saying, hey, they may have gotten it wrong. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with opening up and saying, you know, we need to revisit this or we need to revisit that? What's wrong with having an articulate conversation about what is pseudo and what is actual fact? I think it's because a lot of you are scared to lose your religion. A lot of y'all scared, so let's let them get into it and bury themselves, man. Believe um, in the reincarnation or regeneration, whatever brothers want to say. So, <clears throat> uh, the whole thing is this: we had a concept, we had a concept of reincarnation in the Bible. Everybody is, gets bugged out and almost falls out and has a heart attack, when somebody mentions reincarnation, when you look at the scriptures, which is our historical texts, our history, we always spoke about these things. We always spoke about which prophet is, is going to rise up or, or come back or be regenerated, right? So we always uh, um, had this concept from the biblical perspective or historical narrative, however you want to call it. For example, right? <clears throat> Let's take a look at the scripture. Decide, get Matthew 17. And, um, 
Let's start at verse Matthew 17. Let's start at verse 10. Matthew 17 and 10. Aside, aside. He must have went away, so let me get it myself. Matthew 17 and 10. And his disciples asked him, saying, When then say the scribes that why then say the scribes that Elias must come first? Now, we can go through the scriptures and show examples of reincarnation with so many precepts. But you can go back and look at past debates. We had one a couple weeks ago about reincarnation. We've done debates on this a lot of times. All you gotta do is look up the YouTube. We've done lessons and debates on all of this, so I'm not going to go into the plethora of precepts we can go to. This is just focusing on Christ and Solomon. So it says, and his disciples asked him, why didn't the scribes, why then say the scribes that Elias must come first? Right, verse 11. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elias truly shall first come and restore all things. So the scribes already understood that Elijah had to come again and be regenerated and reincarnated due to the prophecy of Malachi 4, right? And verse 3, I mean chapter 3 in Malachi. Look what the Lord said, though, in verse 12. But I say unto you that Elijah has come already. Now, the point is, is stop. Now, before that magic gets to you, what he needs you to believe is that that is talking about the same thing, but it is not. Scribes are saying, Elias, Elijah, must first come again. So he's not going to come in a body that wasn't his own, as Jesus and Jonathan or Jesus and Solomon are. They're two different people. So he's not going to come in somebody else's form. Body, by what he's saying in that statement, he's going to come as himself. Elias must first come. So if he said Elias must come, but he's in the body of blah, 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 then, we, then you would have a, a point there. But I see no point here. I see, I see this, this being attached to something that makes absolutely no sense, which is why we went ahead and marked it as fact-checked, Spider-Clan approved. This is taboo at the highest order from the get-go, from the absolute gitty-gitty-gitty-up. Let's just... Meshkishawa, let's just let him, let him keep going. Let's just let him, let him keep Our going. people understood this concept. We understood it clearly. You don't understand it. Slide, yeah, I'm bad, man. This, 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 Asad, this, help him. Help Asad. Maybe Asad, okay. maybe he, Asad will clear it up. Or, or, or should we start at uh, 
verse seven. Let's get us started. Luke nine and seven. This is the book of Luke, chapter nine, and verse seven. It says, "Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him." Stop. Hold up. Hold up. You know what I also don't like? They weigh so heavy on the New Testament. They weigh so heavy on the New Testament because the New Testament is full of, full of so much, so much craziness, so much just disorder in, in, in just malfunction is, I, can I say, I'm going to make up a word right now. Malfunctionism. The New Testament is full of so much sodality. <clears throat> Ask yourself this. As anybody who believes in the in the text, in the Bible, okay, fine. Cut it, cut it like an ice cream cake. Hear me out. Check it. You believe that the God from the Bible is real. I accept it all. Nobody can take that from you. Accept it. Not trying to. Can't. It's concrete. It's in there deep. Since birth, since before birth, your mom, you was hearing Jesus in your belly when you was in church, still in your mama's belly, going back and forth, going Wednesday night classes. Boy, you was you was been in it. Born in it. Accept it all. But if you are saying that you believe the things in your book based on the things that are in the Hebrew text then you have to see the Hebrew text as superior to the Greek text. So if the Greek gets it wrong, you must accept it as wrong and move in the direction of the Hebrew text because it is the original document. No matter if it steps on your traditions or not, that is your duty, your due diligence. For God's sakes, you're you're teaching your children these things. So, in wrapping that up, if your book deviates from those concepts, if you are not backed by the prophets in those texts, you cannot infuse your own interpretations into them. That's 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 101. That's not me being uh that's not me being critical of your way of thinking. That that's normal normal operation mannerisms. That that's that's what happens. Let's let him keep going. And he was perplexed because that it was said of some that John was risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And of some, so, that Elijah had appeared. So John has risen from the dead. So it's not John coming in somebody else's body. John's not inhabiting somebody else's body. Jesus, so your concept of Jesus and Solomon being the same person makes no sense. Because Jesus, Jesus would have to be in his own, he would have to be somebody separate. In order for you to align with what they're saying here, even here, even your New Testament is disagreeing with you. Your New Testament is saying what I'm saying. This is bananas. This is, this is, this is absolute anarchy of the mind right here. This, this, what we're dealing with here is 
is what I'm saying. Pseudo to the highest order. And, and you got individuals roasting other people on the comments saying that the other people disagreeing with this craziness are, are confounded, which is a popular word in their, in their community. Confounded. Look, you must put the information before the traditions, no matter how we feel about it. I'm a Bible believer, too. We need to, we as Bible believers need to clean this up. We need to get our acts together. We need to find out what's going on with this information or we need to get rid of that, that piece of the pie that ain't no good. And, and lean on what we can lean on and lean on the things that we can prove. Now, can we prove in Exodus? No, we can't. We can't prove that Abraham existed. We can't prove that Moses existed. We can't prove it because we don't have any documents outside of the biblical text, outside of the traditions that lay there. Can we can we show archaeological evidence of a people meeting in some area that is similar to the area spoken of in the Exodus? Yes. Mount Jala El Lawls has a monument that right now the government that owns that area around there is actively uh, guarding. And you can look at it on GPS and you can also look at it online. A uh, Ron Wyatt, I believe his name is Ron Wyatt. Anyway, he's a Christian like um, archaeologist who went around the world looking for uh, things to prove the Bible. And what he did and what he has run into was a story that happened from an individual who worked in that area. It was a white guy who worked in that area. He got a work visa to travel within that area. He took his um family out and they went searching around the mountains over there and found what they believe are the inscriptions that are consistent with what the biblical narrative said that there would be a group of people out here. And you can look it up yourself. I don't have time to get into that today. This is not the topic. But as a community, as a Bible-believing community, we need to get some things together. So go ahead and look that up. And that, I think, is the biggest archaeological evidence confirming that there were people out there worshiping or doing something to the nature, maybe that's where they get the biblical story from. And right now, the government who currently owns that area is not allowing individuals to go and survey that area. They actually had to sneak into this area. So you may want to look that up if you are a Bible thumper, because I think that's one of the, the biggest archaeological proofs of the biblical story in the Exodus, outside of having to prove Abraham, outside of having to prove um uh, Moses, you have an archaeological site that is being blocked off and is this actual sign out there that says archaeological uh, site. So even they know it has some historic uh, evidence in it. But, but don't let me get off topic. Um, but that's still consistent. What this what we're talking about here is not consistent. And I just hate that they keep going into the New Testament. No, I just want you to count something. Count how many times they go into the New Testament to prove their crappy arguments. Because the new the Old Testament, what they would consider the Old Testament, doesn't doesn't conform to the New Testament um New Testament doctrines. And it's just it's just three different worlds. And you got you got their world, you got the New Testament's world, and then you got the what they would consider the Old Testament or the Tanakh's world. 
It's just it's just a whole bunch of things going on, and it's just madness. Mm-hmm. Absolute and madness. Others that one of the old prophets was risen again. You see that? So here's another. Problem. One of the old prophets has risen again, not Outside inhabited somebody else's body. Account in Matthew 17. This is another account, a whole separate account in Luke 9, where we, the first century Jews, if we say we're Israelites, this is what we were thinking, this is what we knew, this is what we understood. And it's not what you're saying. Regeneration reincarnates. Someone make sure you get this to Sakari. Tell him to come so, at me. Spider no, Clan, you know how we do. The point. It's your let's boy, Two Dogs. We ain't afraid of no questions. We come out body, body. You know what I mean? You know how we do. Put them arrows in that ass. Let's go. Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. Oh, this is my says, favorite. When thy days be for- Hold up. Now, if you know me, you know I love 2 Samuel 7. That's like pancakes in the morning. Mm, mm, mm. Yum. Delicioso. I hope they tread lightly on the 2 Samuel 7. But because the topic of today is... Is King Solomon was Jesus Christ? I'm afraid. I'm absolutely afraid for them. Because it is bread and butter. Absolute, absolute. I go, I go hammer time on that ass with this. Pause. No homo. Hammer time. Second Samuel seven. This is not the verse you want to go to because Second Samuel seven is specific. Second Samuel seven specifically tells David that David, from your own body, the Bible is actually telling David that David, you won't have to worry about this being a future relative of yours, but this individual is actually going to come out of your own body. This person from your loins. When you read it in the Hebrew, it's plain as day. When you get to the English, you have to you have to do all these backflips and jumping around. And that's the that's the reason why we lose so much with the English language. And anybody who studies the biblical text knows what I'm telling right there is the facts. Code is snowy winner. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's go. We ain't playing no more, man. We ain't playing no more. Always, always. But this is madness. This is absolute madness. They're about to get into 2 Samuel 7. I hope they tread lightly. And thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. Who is the, who? Who is this prophet speaking? This is the prophet Nathan. Nathan. Who is Nathan speaking to? David. King David. Read it again. 2 Samuel 7 and 12. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee. So it says, when your days are fulfilled, when you go to sleep with your fathers, meaning when you die, when you go to the spirit world, you're going to set up his seed after thee. Right? Go ahead. Which shall proceed out of thy bowels. Which shall proceed out of his nutsack. Go ahead. Come. And I will establish his kingdom. Mm-hmm. He shall build a house for my name. Stop. 
So now we know that this individual, which they just said and agreed, is going to come out of his nutsack. And I quote. So we know that this individual is going to be directly, I mean, within the first generations connected. Not in the future. They said it themselves and they're so confounded and so confused because they're so arrogant and egotistical that they can't egotistical. No, nah, these niggas is egotistical. These niggas. <laughs> but these dudes are so egotistical that they they say the words, but they they and I don't want to be prideful. I'm sorry, <clears throat> because at, at first I, I read this scriptures just like them. You know, I was just I was just floppy and flumpy all around this place, you know, but I got a little bit, you know, in it and, you know, just get out there, you know, like they say in the uh, in the movies, you know, you got to do good. You got to play good. You know, you got to give it 110 percent, you know, <laughs> you know, you you just got to let the tradition fall. Don't worry about the traditions. Let that shit fall. Get into your Bible and start reading pure, pure Torah, pure Tanakh. Stop with all this Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, pseudo, pseudo, what, what do you call them? What, what are they called? Apocrypha, apocryphal books. First and second, this and that and, and all types of foolishness. Look, you weren't even supposed to add past the law. You're lucky you even got uh, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes because God said, don't add to my word. And this is the reason why we're in this back and forth, because you got people taking Isaiah's words and flipping them. Then you got people taking other things and flipping that. This is what we need to do. As a community, we need to get on board and stop with all this pseudo stuff. He shall build a house for my name. Now we know who this is talking about. So this person is also going to build a house from his name. And we know that in first Kings chapter nine, God goes through that. And I'm, I can't get into it now. Just look it up. First Kings chapter nine. Uh, we, the individual is identified. It's Solomon. It's King David. It's the whole speech going on. This is nothing to do with Jesus Christ. This has nothing to do with a future prophecy. As far as a future prophecy, that is a future that is thousands of years. This future prophecy is going to happen within what I would say, I guess, within 20 years or however long it took uh, for David to die and for Solomon to come. Because Solomon is the direct, the, Solomon is the direct um, subject of, of this prophecy. It's Solomon. And that's why you're attaching Solomon to Jesus, because you need to explain Jesus, not Solomon. Solomon did his job. Solomon was there. Solomon filled the prophecy. And Solomon even says it, says that, hey, you promised my dad all this stuff and it has come true. I've built his name for you and I'm doing it. I'm living in peace. Waka waka. Yo, he already takes credit for it. This is madness. Madness. We shouldn't have to do this as a community. This is madness. We need to stop this madness. We need to stop this madness. We need to get back to the fundamentals. 
Now you're out there on the streets with bullhorn bodying people and I see you, but you're bodying people who don't understand the literature, something almost like what Paul did. Paul went out there talking to a whole bunch of people who didn't know the literature and couldn't challenge Paul on the many things he said that were wrong. Paul says you cannot do the Torah. You cannot fulfill the law. It is too hard to do. When the actual scriptures in Deuteronomy tell you that you can do it. This is madness. Let's let them keep going. They're just going to bury themselves in in in, in Now in we know this filth. talking about King Solomon. There you go. He's the one who so, built okay, the house so, for so, so, so what is this about? So they know it's Solomon. Who knows, who calls themselves studious or, or a student of the scriptures should know that King David, his hands were too bloody, so he couldn't build a temple. That designation was then given to his seed, King Solomon, to build the temple. And what did he say about King Solomon? Go ahead. He will. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Stop. Remember that word. I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Okay. Rewind. Go back. Remember when he said. When thy days are fulfilled and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, which he considered the nutsack, and I will establish his kingdom. So we're talking about something God's saying that it's going to be the kingdom that gets established. And he shall build a house for my name and I shall establish the throne. Of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he, if, remember that word also, if he commit iniquity, I will chastise him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. Remember, these are contexts, these are issues, can, terms, conditions. He says, if. If these things happen, then I will do these. Now, mind you, if God is talking about somebody, quote unquote, Jesus, who's going to come in the future, and God is all knowing, and God knows that Jesus can't mess up because he has to be sacrificed as a pure lamb. God is not going to put such a restriction in there. It would be useful. It would be useless for God to, to, to sit there and put such a restriction in there if Jesus... If Jesus was going to sin, Jesus was sinless. And God knows that because God's the one who made him. God's the one who's the architect of everything. He would already known he, he God would have to be like, oh, hello, I'm playing a little trick on myself. Hey, he's not going to. You know what I'm saying is this is this is this is wacky. This is wacky. And furthermore, Jesus cannot be Solomon or this or Jesus be the context of this because Jesus didn't come out physically out of uh, David's bowels. Jesus doesn't come down until from what your own scriptures say, at least until 14 generations from what your scripture says, even though we know it was more than 14. And, and it's even more than 14 now because the Messiah has not come yet. 
So it's even more generations. More generations have even come since then. And we know that Matthew edited some generations, only focusing on 14, so he could spell David uh, from what Rabbi Tovia Singer uh, has uh, illuminated. That apparently, what's being purported is that Matthew was only using 14 so he can spell David's name in Germantia or some type of uh, biblical number games that, that gets played. I, I'm not a, a, a technician on that, but let's let him keep going because we're getting kind of long. So, King Solomon, his kingdom was not established forever. King Solomon messed up, therefore allowing his kingdom... To rightly go down the drain. He messed up towards the end of his life. His kingdom now has failed to meet the terms of condition as far as what God had said. Right? That's what he said. This is, <laughs> I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. Remember what the terms of conditions were. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chastise him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. And I believe going back down into 15, um, but something but my mercy shall not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put, uh, put away. Or something to that nature. I can't really see what his thing says. So let's let him keep going. He was... He, he, <coughs> matter of fact, me. before we go there, First Kings 4 and 24 and 25 that you brought out earlier. Yeah. Hold that. Hold that, though. Matter of fact... Why? Why? Why are you going story. to First Kings? Just go to First Kings 9. Then let's get that. Verse 14. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Hmm. If he commit iniquity, if. I will chasten him with the rod of men mm -hmm. and with the stripes of the children of men. Right. Now, Solomon, what did he do? He get that, get that for the, for the. Solomon had too many wives. Solomon had too many horses. Solomon allowed because he had so many wives. <clears throat> excuse me. Because Solomon had so many wives. Unfortunately, his wives also practiced other religions because what Solomon thought it was going to be wise to do was marry all his neighboring countries' daughters, therefore establishing um, truces with everybody around because you can't fight your father-in-law. You feel me? You ain't going to be, you know what I'm saying, you know, father-in-law straight. You know, he can live underneath, so quote-unquote, he can live underneath my rulership because that's your pop's. Come on, everybody knows this stuff. This, this, this is wackiness. So, he married all of them, but they brought their religions with them. And and he he wasn't strong enough to tell them, hey, when you up in my house, you know, because Solomon was supposed to keep it God up. You know, you can't be throwing no other sets up in here. You know, it's, it's, it's God only. It's the God of Israel only. And they came in there burning incense, it says. They came in there tripping. They came in there doing all the other stuff. And unfortunately, Solomon wasn't strong enough to tell him no. And he ended up succumbing to a lot of faults uh, in his own character. He ended up having, like I said, too many horses. Uh, he was just ended up tripping towards the end of his life. And you can read it 
uh, in the scriptures. Just go ahead and just Google them. You know, uh, we don't have time to get it into because they're going to bury themselves. I'm sure I can hear it. Um, let's let them keep going. Let's let, let, let them keep going. That way the content is full. You're brothers and sisters who are just now coming into this faith. Get that where Solomon committed iniquity and let's see what happened. And then we'll go to first. Therefore, Solomon won't be living forever. Per the agreement. So if you if you want to say it, <clears throat> who's to say that per God's own agreement, if Solomon had truly done it, would he have lived forever? Think about it. Think about it. Because if it said, if he does all things, I will do these things. Does that mean that if he doesn't, you hold through and he lives forever because it's going to be the throne of his kingdom forever? Forever. This is the book of 1 Kings, chapter 11, verse uh, 4. It says, <clears throat> For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after Told other gods. Told you. Mm. So King Solomon was committing idolatry. Go ahead. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God. Mm -hmm. So he committed what? iniquity. He committed iniquity. We could all agree that idolatry is iniquity. Go. As was the heart of David, his father. Well, I'm going to I'm going to uh, jump to verse six and seven to really for further substantiate committed iniquity. Verse six. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. Mm, evil synonymous with iniquity, wickedness, sin. Go ahead. And went not fully after the Lord, as did David, his father. Then did Solomon build an high place for Chemosh, the mm -hmm. abomination of Moab. So he had these 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 heathen holds, and he started building idols for them, breaking the commandments. Yeah, right, right. In the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. Doing all this while in the land. Go ahead. And uh, and likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and in sac uh, incense and sacrificed unto their gods. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Idolatry. Right, right, right. What happened? Because right, we got it. Go. Albeit, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand. So he said he's not going to do this right now. Go ahead. But I will make him prince all the days of his life for David, my servant's sake. You see that? So he committed this iniquity, and because of his iniquity, the kingdom would be split. But this wouldn't even happen until after he died. And he said that he's still going to keep him king and prince for all the days of his life. Where's the stripes of men? Where's him being beat down by the, the Gentiles? Where's him getting his back whipped, lashed out, rock? Where, where do you get? See, this is the, see, this is the okie doke. And I think this is where Christianity really just can't free themselves. Is that if I today, and, 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 and you have to go with me and just hear me out. And, and Tovia had a point similar to this. But go with me. 9-11. We all could write 9-11 to a T right now. Why? Because it's long after 9-11. We could weave ourselves into it. We could go and get documents that tell us all about 
And we could write a story afterward, which all you have to admit, that the Jesus stories come well after the biblical text in the Old Testament. Well after. We're talking about more than 700 years after. More than enough time for you to say, ah, I like this story in Isaiah. Let's make Jesus doing this. Let's make Jesus do that. Let, I mean, that's the okie doke. They wrote Jesus into the Old Testament by using things in the Old Testament that either happened about David, Psalms 2, Psalms 22, that either happened about Emmanuel, Isaiah 7, that either happened about Hezekiah, Isaiah uh, 9, that either happened about Israel, Isaiah 53. This is, this is the stuff that I'm talking about. This is the things that uh, just make me go. Oh. But if we're staying within the biblical text, stay in the biblical text. Why infuse your own doctrine? The story is going great. This is what I'm saying. It's bananas. It's bananas to go left. When the biblical text is already telling you that. And Sakari has a similar doctrine, I think, where they also teach, um, oh, what was it? Uh, uh, you know what? No, let's not get off the topic. Let's, let's stay on. Let's stay on it. This is 2 Samuel 7. Let's stay on it. To his back, smack down. Where's that? Now, mind you, they're being super literal critical now. Super literal, literal critical. Now, mind you, what God is talking about is God is telling David that this is going to be a precedent for all of your offspring. All of them. If they do, if they let's 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 can we go back? Can we, is there any way I can see that screen again? Let's see that screen one more time where they have the uh, damn. I'm going back way far. Shoot. I just want the screen where they're reading, um, where he's actually reading the uh, Second Samuel. That's all I want. Oh man! Oh, here it is. All right. Um. So. All right, so 2 Samuel seven fourteen, And I will be his father, and he shall be my son, and he shall commit iniquity. I will chastise him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. Now, when you weave somebody into it, I can see what you're saying when you say with the stripes of the children of men and with the rod of men. Anytime you weave your Jesus story, and that's like me saying... Uh, and he will have the the wheels of an airplane. Why? Because I know it has to do with an airplane. I know, like I'm not going to be able to convince you of that if, if you're already going the Jesus route. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. You're never going to be able to untwist yourself. But he's pretty clear and obvious. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. Solomon takes full credit for that. He actually says that God is actually there saying that he is my son. And Solomon is actually there saying, I am your son, my father, and the whole dialogue. So this is absolute madness. You can't deviate from the biblical text. It doesn't make sense. 
Don't deviate from the biblical text. They take credit for it. This this prophecy has already been taken credit for. You now cannot relabel it Jesus. Brothers and sisters who are just now coming into this faith, get that where Solomon committed iniquity, and let's see what happened, and then we'll go to 1 Kings 4. Uh, this is the book of 1 Kings chapter 11, verse uh, 4. It says, <clears throat> for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. Mm. So King Solomon was. Oh, yeah, we already heard this because I rewound. Hold on. And his heart happened until after he died. And he said that he's still going to keep him king and prince for all the days of his life. Where's the stripes of men? Where's him being beat down by the, the Gentiles. Where's him getting his back whipped, lashed out, rise to his back? Never said that. Smacked down. Never doesn't say it. At, doesn't at say that. Nathan spoke by the mouth of your house. Doesn't say that. So now go back to back to second. No, first Kings four. Salakia, go ahead. Go to first Kings nine. Actually, do I have a Bible? I do. Of course I got a Bible. Oh. Oh, so I, I think that's First Chronicles 4, my bad. Yeah. 4, verse 24. Mm-hmm. Oh, first Chronicles yeah. chapter 4, verse 24. Oh, oh. You're, uh, you're cutting that. You can't hear me? Oh, you in it. Do a mic check. Do a mic check. Mic check. Mic check. Can y'all hear me? Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you ain't right right now. All right, hold on, man. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna leave and come back in. Yeah, Jer- uh, uh, Jeremy Morant. That's the, that's the chap, Con. So you're gonna have to go and come back in, Hassad. Go out and come back in, cause you're, you're choppy. You sound like Johnny Five. Okay, let's stop him because they don't. I don't think they're gonna go to First Kings nine. And we're almost about to get out of here. But this is what I'm trying to tell you. They're trying to tell you that this is Jesus. And in the amount of minutes I have on this podcast, I need to tell you to, whoa, stop. This is absolute pseudo madness, insane, insanity. This is absolute madness and insanity. And this is what I'm going to body these dudes right now because this is madness. And if you're going to teach this madness, tell them it's madness first. So let's, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Now, this is 1 Kings 9. Now, if you go to 1 Kings 9, it'll tell you, the Lord appears to Solomon. Now, he says it. So that's how we know what's going on in this. Now, it's a long, I mean, it's a long, long chapter. It goes all the way to 28, 28 verses, right? So it says, when Solomon had finished building the temple of the Lord, The royal palace. Okay, so we know that he did it. The Lord said to him, so I'm skipping down to three. I have heard the prayer and plea that you have made before me. I have consecrated this temple, which you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. As for you, if you walk before me in integrity of heart and uprightness, as David, your father did. And do all I command and observe my decrees and laws. I will establish your royal throne 
over Israel forever, as I promised David your father, when I said, You shall never fail to have a man. So he's telling him, You shall never fail to have a man. So that's not saying one man, that's saying you will never fail to have somebody who's going to represent you, a man, on the throne of Israel. That was the promise. But if you or your sons turn away, which we know a lot of them did, from me and do not observe these commands and decrees I have given you and go off and serve other gods and worship them, Ahaz, as he did, then I will cut off Israel from the land I have given them and I will reject this temple and I will consecrate for my name. See, so we know God said forever. So he's going to put his name on the temple forever. But he still said, I'm going to destroy it if you mess up. So we know that that happened. So we're right now we're skating around verse uh, 7, 8. Uh, the temple consecrated for my name, Israel. Then I become a byword and the object of ridicule among the people. And though this temple now imposing all who pass will be appalled and will scoff and say, why has the Lord done such a thing to this land, uh, into this temple? So, boom, boom, boom. So, we're going to get down because this is where I want you. This is, this is the boo-bam. This is the banger that, I, that, that they need to understand. <sighs> this, is where, this is where they get put out. And it's, it's in there. Do I have it highlighted? I think I got it highlighted. I think I got it highlighted. Um, did I say First Kings? Yeah, yeah. I know we in there. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Okay, here it is. All right. So sorry for the wait, man. I almost got uh, out of time too. Uh, all right. So here we are. All right. So First Kings chapter nine. Go to verse ten. At the end of 20 years, during which Solomon built these two temples, uh, two buildings, the temple of the Lord and the royal palace, King Solomon gave 20 rows of gallon. All right, that's not it. I'm sorry. That's not it. Oh, that was the point I made. Oh, I'm sorry. We already made the point. That whole point was the point that we just read where the Lord appears to Solomon. First Kings 9 has to do, I'm sorry. I'm looking for the other one in First Chronicles. I'm sorry, I got y'all. I got us all up in the wrong spot. I'm in the wrong area. Look at me. Doodly doo. Boy, I'm. Ooh, I read my book. All right. So we in uh, First Chronicles. Go to First Chronicles. That's where I... Oh, shoot. We got we got five minutes left. All right, Woody. All right. So go to First Chronicles, chapter 22. Oh, shoot. Where am I going? First Chronicles is right next to Second Chronicles. Dumbass. All right. Here we go. Uh, First Chronicles 22. Hurry up. Hurry up. You're on the timer. All right. First... <laughs> First Chronicles 22, verse 6. So, boom, this is what I was trying to say. They're going to try to tell you that Solomon is Jesus, and it's just ridiculous. Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord, in the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, 
My son, I had it in my heart to build a house for the name for the Lord my God, but this word of the Lord came to me. You have shed so much blood, and you have fought many years. You are not to build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. But you have a son who will be a man of peace and rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. Jesus did not have rest from his enemies on every side. His name will be Solomon. And I will grant Israel peace and quiet during his reign. And they did. And they will even tell you that Solomon didn't have to go to war like the other kings did. And he is the one who will build the house for my name. He will be my son and I will be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you. And may you have success in building the house of the Lord your God, as he said he would. Bam! Bingo, bango, changeo. Don't let them take that from you. Don't let them rob you of the things you got going on. Hit them with the first Chronicles chapter 22, verse 6, when they try to hit you with this garbage, this looney tune, this, this bananas, this absolute... I don't even know what to call this, this teaching that Solomon somehow is Jesus. What? What is going on here? Oh, this is, this is madness. My check, my check. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can. I hear you. Oh, damn, it was him. And hear you hanging yourself in there. Oh well, I'll wait for the brother. I will wait for the brother. Yo, you know what? But in the meantime, you see this right here. Yeah, we see Haitian that. Haitian Independence Day. Haitian, Haitians, what are Haitians? He making y'all look real bad though. For that. You know what? We gonna come back. This is gonna be a super wow. long one because I want to get into this weird. one. All I right, want to so really get into this one. You know something. how we do it. Just yeah, your yeah, boy, two dogs. We should be good now. I can hear you fine. Nah, okay. yeah, you're a little cool. loud for Ooh, me, though. You're a little loud so for me. cut out at? Yo, you, you cut uh, out a long time ago because you ain't spitting no facts, bro. Uh, I was about to get that first Pseudo. This is King okay, Pseudo. We can't hear him. Where, we can't hear Saudi. We can't hear you. Okay, where do we... um? Mic sound fine, loud and clear. I can hear him. I can hear him. I can hear him. Okay, so you was going to Kings, right? Yo, like I said, yeah, we're going to come back okay, at it. Um, actually, you know what? It, it's going to play straight through on the uh, the app, right so we don't even have to end these things no more. It'll just play straight through. So right when we go through, we're just going to go ahead and keep continuing. So um, it's your boy, Two Dogs. We're coming back for number two. This is going to be a long podcast. Hold on. And he was still king for his whole life. And then verse first Kings four and twenty four is gonna show you that he lived peace with, peacefully with no war. He wasn't captured by any king and then beat beat down. Go ahead. Right. Which is what the prophecy said. I will give him peace on all sides with his enemies. First Kings four and twenty four. It says, For he had dominion over all the region on this side the river. Bam. So God said you're gonna have peace? On each side. Done. 
Tha, even to Azah, over all the kings on this side the river. And he had peace on all sides round about him. What did the prophecy just say, though? What did the prophecy just say? Let's see if he'll read it again. Let's let him go back. It was him? Oh, well. I'll wait for the brother. So let's let him read the prophecy one more time. But in the meantime, you see this right here. Patient Independence Day. Let's let him read it one more time. Until uh, if this doesn't connect well, this is part two. Wow. It's your boy that Two Dogs. This is the Hazard Hour. All right, so you know how we come back. We had it. We had to give these dudes yeah, more yeah. time. We should be able. To, we should be good now. I can hear you fine. Okay. Things cool. just started well, getting even so crazier and crazier. Um. Uh. Where I was about to get that thirteen first. Okay. They said I can't hear him. We so decided we can't hear you. Okay, where did we? Um, we went ahead and rewound because we we want to hear the prophecy hear one more him. time. I can hear him. I can hear him. Okay, so you was going to Kings, right? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, let's let's get that. Twenty four and twenty five. First Kings four. Approved. See what we're doing right here is establishing a pattern of precepts to show you that the Bible says. If Solomon committed iniquity, he would get his ass beat the hell down with the stripes of men. But the Bible says he committed iniquity and he was still king for his whole life. And then verse first Kings four and twenty four is gonna show you that he lived peace, peacefully with no war. He wasn't captured by any king and then beat beat down. Go ahead. First Kings four and twenty four. It says, For he had dominion over all if that's your statement and that's your stance, at best you could only do 50-50. And I'm willing to even cut it 50-50 on you with that because this is why. Jesus didn't have peace on all sides with his enemies. Solomon didn't get, as you said, beat down with the stripes. Jesus did. So that's a 50-50 split. Even at Best, which would only destroy the Bible's credibility, then actually prove a point. The region on this side, the river, mm. from Tifsa uh, even to Azah, over all the kings on this side, the river. And he oh, he's 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 already passed the prophecy. All sides round about him. You see that? And you, he had peace. All the day of his life. So here's the problem here. Either we got to get rid of... Either Nathan is a false prophet. Or somebody in the chat who disagrees with this. And we're going to keep going. But who disagrees with this needs to tell us... Why didn't King Solomon get beat with the stripes of men for... Why didn't Jesus have peace from all his enemies on every side? We could go at this all day. Maybe the scriptures were purposely designed to keep you in a circle. How about I just say that? We could go, we could do this all day, but we're not here for that. We're here to articulately break down the points at is. And we have the points as stated. One, 
2 Samuel 7 says it's this individual will come from David's own body. Solomon, check. Jesus, no check. Jesus did not physically come, as you said, from his nutsacks. These things are coming from this guy's nutsacks. So Solomon, check that off one. Check two, Solomon actually built a temple for God. Jesus built no temple. You can't go ahead and now say that the temple is one's human body that is now being infused into the text by you yourselves. You cannot do that. Strike one for you. This is what we're saying, the Twilight Zone. When you start infusing your own, this is where the Bible starts going lefty. And this is why people lose their sight with the biblical text because of issues and in, in, in stupidity. Forgive my uh, French stupidity like this. Committing iniquity. But he was prince his whole life would reign and rule and dominion and peace and never was at war. Now hear this. These are the same people that will tell you that the Messiah is called prince forever. Because God is king over Israel. Yay? Come on. Come on. Come on. And why his kingdom, why it says his kingdom will be established forever. When the Israelites went into captivity by the Assyrians shortly after his rule. <clears throat> right. Right. Because we know that sin happened. Once sin happened, God takes his whole his whole protection away from you, it's a wrap, you're on your own. That's how we know that these empires would then fall thereafter. Because God gave them a term of condition. If we know that he did, he went south. Which means all that promise to him right there about his safety and about him going forever. That part was null and void. But as far as being in the future... That would still come to fruition because we see it later on in the biblical text with the prophet stating that it will be uh, David or son of David or David himself. As some of the texts say, they do call him David and they don't allude. I hate when people try to infuse things in the text. It doesn't actually allude to David being a code name for this Messiah. It actually references David and David will be the king. So if you do believe in regeneration or reincarnation, you could not believe that it is Jesus Christ who is the Messiah. But you, if you follow the biblical text, would actually have to admit that it is actually David himself due to reincarnation is coming back. And that there is no person named Jesus because it's just David. So in order for this whole thing, the, I, I want to make sure that we stay on point. The whole reason for this podcast was because you said that regeneration, reincarnation, Solomon is Jesus Christ. Because when this God is talking about forever, 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 that's only something Jesus could do. And unfortunately, your boy, Yahawashai, didn't even live forever. So how can you say forever, even in his context, even in his statement, you would have to agree he got murked. Yay? Come on, man. This is craziness. This is absolute craziness. This is craziness. You would have to admit it yourself. You would, you'd have to admit it yourself, that your boy got murked. 
murked, crucified, horrified, holidified, solidified, schmidified. Do I dare say it? Do I dare? Do I? Do I dare say it? Fraudified. This is the madness that I'm talking about, people. This is the madness that I'm speaking of. What is going on here? What are we forced to deal with here when we got suedility on a on an imaginable scale going on trickifying use? And you guys are confounded because these people portray themselves to be learned. You guys grovel at it. You don't have to be scared of such knowledge. It is horseshit. Shortly after his reign, then by the Babylonians after that, then by the Persians after that, then by the Greeks after that, then by the Romans after that, then expulsion in 70 AD to this day. Who got the breakdown on that? Who got the myth of William, William Womack? See, guys are coming in here not even listening. No. Now, I can see the chats, but y'all can't. But apparently this William Womack, who he just uh, he just named, he says, are y'all saying Christ was Solomon reincarnated? Question, question mark. So two question marks. So he's asking them straight up. Are y'all saying Christ was Solomon reincarnated? That's what we're here for. That's the whole topic of the podcast. That's what we're doing here. It definitely is a new theory in the Christian world. Did you know that, Christians? That your boy, Jesus of the Christ, was actually Solomon also. Solomon is also Jesus. You didn't even know that, petty Christian, petty peasant, petty peasant of a Christian. You didn't even know this? How could you have missed such a thing? Shame on you, Christians. Shame on you. Shame on you. This is absolute utter madness. Where's Garfield at? Where's Garfield on this? So why do you have about Jimmy Sharp Rock and Thought Brother Rod for the two dollar drive? Keep the two dollar drive alive. Brothers is coming in the chat just leaving comments and not even listening to the Bible or Whoa. So so here we have a pure statement that they believe that this is biblical. So here we have a sh- surety of a surety that they believe that they are teaching this document. Or this this style because it is backed up by biblical proof. Let that stand for the record. Or precepts and just truly jump into presupposition and indoctrination of the Christian homosexual church. That's right. <laughs> so from there, I want you to get me um I gotta read verse twenty five too, right? Yeah, yeah, so like go ahead. Verse twenty five and Judah and Israel dwelt safely Mm. every man under his vine and under his fig tree 
from Dan even to Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. All the days of Solomon. So he, right. So, all the days of Solomon. That's what he promised him. All your days you will live in peace. Now remember, God is merciful. You got to understand. God has used words in forever and taken things away. Remember, he said that my name will rest here forever. And then we know that the temple was destroyed. So would that be a lie then? Because you see what I'm saying? God can put forever on things and take it away just as fast as he said the word. And that's what I believe you guys keep failing to understand. Because through no fault of your own, you keep weaving Jesus back into everything, even in places he does not fit. Even when they go into the text themselves and they tell you, 2 Samuel 7, that you even said, out of his nutsack, he will come. You have to admit that Jesus did not spring directly from David, but was a quote-unquote descendant. Jesus also did not build a temple. Jesus also did not have uh, safety from his enemies on all sides, but was actually, unfortunately, uh, murdered by such enemies. And we know that to be true. So these things, this, like I said uh, a few minutes ago, is pseudo at the highest order. And what I'm saying is these types of teaching are making us, the real biblical people, who are trying to get a grasp on this so that when we die like the Egyptians, we're good to go. We got our manuscripts. But it's people like you, Sakari, all the Hebrew Israelite camps. You threw your racist jargon into it and now y'all try to walk around here like y'all bodying somebody. Man... I thought we were out here for the truth. Let's get the truth. Let's leave all the fluff behind. You know that meat that's got the fat on it? And you cut the fat out? Cut the fat out. This is madness. Let's keep going, man. Let's keep going. These boys want to learn. Let them learn. Spider Clan, you know what I'm saying? How we do. It's your boy, two dogs. Bring you the truth however I can. Let's go. So we was up in 2 Samuel 7. These dudes are trying to convince the world that 2 Samuel 7... Is Jesus somehow? I I don't know how they're gonna do it, but let's let them keep going. Captured and get beat down, and get whips on it, whips and rods on his back for committing iniquity, which is what Nathan, through the mouth of Yahweh and the Holy Spirit, prophesied that would happen to him. So when did this happen? When did this happen? When was this going to happen? It's not this what is he's a question saying. That Christians can't answer. This is a question that Hebrew Israelites who don't believe in regeneration. See, this is the problem with regeneration. The fact that it's already claimed. 1 Chronicles 22, verse 6. And then he called for his son, Solomon, and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. David said to Solomon... <laughs> My, my son, I have it in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. 
But this word of the Lord came to me. You have shed much blood and have fought many wars. You are not to build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace and rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. Now they just read us the scripture. And I believe first King something that they were quoting. Right. And they said that Solomon had 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 all this peace on all sides. But tell me one place Jesus has rest. Jesus couldn't even go to a festival. Jesus had to sneak to a festival. Jesus had to sneak out of buildings. Jesus had to sneak out of this thing. Jesus had to sneak out of that. Jesus had to disappear between the thing. Come on, man. This is madness. This is madness. I'm bodying, man. There's daggers all over the place, man. Clean yourselves up. This is madness. This is madness. And I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side, which they just read. And his name will be Solomon. Let me read that again. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace in rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. His name will be Solomon. And I will grant Israel peace and quiet during his reign. He is the one who will build a house for my name. He will be my son and I will be his father. I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you. And may you have success and build a house for the Lord your God, as he said you would. I need no more to discuss with anybody outside of what is written in the very text. The fact that you are inferring, my friend, the fact that you are putting your own spin on things changes nothing of the fact that you are are twisting the documents to seat yourself. And I will add sec or first Chronicles chapter 28, also verse six, as my closing statement on that very argument. This is first Chronicles 28, verse six. Oh, boom. And uh, actually, I want to start with verse five. So I'm going to say first Chronicles chapter 28. I'm going to start with verse five, just so we don't lose anything. If I'm running into something else of all my sons. The Lord has given me many. He has chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. He said to me, Solomon, your son is the one who will build my house in my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son and I will be his father. I will establish his kingdom over Israel. Uh, oh, I will establish his kingdom forever. If he is uns, uh, unswerving in carrying out my commands and laws, as is being done at this time, so now I charge you in the sight of all Israel, and of the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord your God. 
that you may possess the good land and pass it on as an inheritance to your descendants forever. In you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with an unwilling mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a temple as a sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. And we're going to work on y'all boys today. We ain't playing. And if you didn't hear that, rewind it because we went hammer time. We went ahead and smashed all over you. First Chronicles chapter 28. We busting all over y'all boys. Boy, no homo. Holla, we going in on y'all boys. I'm telling you. You know what? You know what? You might as well just start with. Actually, I take that back. Go ahead. First Chronicles 28 verse 1. Verse 1 all the way up until he says, be strong and do the work. Boy going in. You can't explain it. It's a wrap. You saying that this is Jesus. It is absolute madness. Because here we have written out for us to see plain as day. Plain as day, my friends. Don't let them trick you. We have it here plain as day. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1 through my favorite part of the verse. Be strong and do the work. Verse 10. First Chronicles chapter 28, 1 through verse 10. We going to do that work on you. This is madness. You guys are Looney Tunes. This is madness. Now, if you would like to learn... You can come back, study with your boy, and we can get right. But this is madness. Y'all have to drop this doctrine. Y'all have to. Y'all have to. Just to be fair to the community. Sarnetta, where you at? We need these boys off the community with this hogwash. This is this is bananas. Can't answer. I just answered it. So I advise you guys, if you don't agree with the text... Then get rid of the whole book of Samuel and see how foolish you look. Now, let me see in the chat. Nobody's bringing it up in the chat either. They brought up 1 Chronicles 14. That's not it. 1 Kings 4. Nobody is on 1 Chronicles. Nobody can challenge them. This is what I'm talking about. Read that in 2 Samuel 7, 12 to 14. This is what I'm talking about. Their audience is so limited to good Torah that they do not have it. And, and it's exactly what it is. It's the blind leading the blind. Unfortunately, there's nothing they can they can do about it because the blind can't see that the blind is the one leading them. They're just listening to the voice who's speaking the loudest. But these boys are leading these the whole generation. At least eight thousand people watch this show. Even me right now, I guess, because I'm watching it. So consider it. Uh, 8875, I guess, after I'm done watching this, critiquing it, at least. Jeez. 
This is but this is what's on the internet. This is the this is the craziness that's going on with the doctrines. This is why all this stuff is in such madness. And this is a little bit why you have the Christian doctrine that's doing so well right now because they actually have a prophecy uh in their book where at the end of times people will follow their own doctrines and follow their own uh spirits or wandering spirits or something to that nature. And what you got to understand about the Torah is the Torah didn't didn't say that our our uh the false people, the false prophets wouldn't be able to say things that would come true. It said to listen to the prophets, listen to them. Make sure that everything though that they say comes true. If there's even a hiccup in their line, they're false. Because remember, God said that they'd be able to do things. They'd be able to do that. But God is just seeing that if you love him, something to that nature. And you can look that up. Just Google it. Uh, I'm only doing that uh, to see if you love me. And uh, that was quoted by God saying that. So um, you can look up what what uh, what verse that is. But let's let these boys keep burying yeah, themselves. Bang this upside the head one more time. Come. Second Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. Uh, verse five, verse uh, <clears throat> 13. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Boom. So he says it. Now, listen to him saying it. He says it. He even emphasizes it, but still going to breeze right past it like he just did not say it. And that's the madness behind the doctrine. And that's the madness when you you are you are reading or infusing Jesus into the document, so to speak, when just let the let just let the text speak. Let the text breathe. You know what I mean? It the text is not gonna lie, the text is there. I mean, it's already written. It, it it's really just there already. Kingdom forever. Who in here is gonna tell me King Solomon uh his kingdom lasted forever? Or was it forty years? Yeah, if that's the case, why are we why are we not in Israel right now? Why are we in slavery? Right. Why the hell are we subjugated to this day? Why are we buying our, our the same reason why the temple was said to be there forever and God would put his name on the temple there forever, but we know the temple was taken away and destroyed. The terms of the contract were made null and void. Due to whatever issue happened within the context of the agreement between God and Solomon, and that's that's something that is is obvious because the the prophecy has already been claimed in the verses that were cited first chronicles twenty two verse six first chronicles twenty eight verse six and also reiterified in first kings nine there's no way to get out of that. Uh, 2 Samuel 7 has already been claimed. There is no extra prophecy. There is there. It doesn't go any deeper than that understanding. You can't now infuse a reincarnation of Jesus somehow being Solomon. Because who was then Solomon before Solomon was Solomon? Because if Solomon lived before Jesus, then Jesus would have to have, or Solomon would have to have been Jesus from the get-go and, and not Solomon, David's son, because then there is no way for 
Jesus to come from David if he was already Solomon. Because if he was Solomon, then that means David already had the Messiah because he was Solomon, which makes no sense to Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, because they haven't been born to Mary, which totally destroys the whole legs and the concept of the New Testament in general. This is, as they say, madness and bananas at the very least. Pseudo to the highest order. To the highest of the orderist. This is utter madness. And this is what I'm saying about pseudo ass doctrines. Water and buying our own wood until now they're gonna try to they're gonna try to to piggyback off all the, the plights of African Americans minorities right now in order to fit this this doctrine somehow. So they're going to use things that are relevant to you. They're going to try to weave you into an ability to I want to say I want to say rob you of your intelligence. That that that's the best way I can put it. They are trying to rob you of your intelligence. Now, if you're a Bible believer, we can only believe in the biblical context. So I'm not talking to the people who don't believe in the Bible. To only the people who are playing the game of religion. You are built into the box called the Bible. You now cannot leave the Bible. What it says in the Bible, you either have to go with or recognize it's, it's, it's garbage. You can't be split field. You either recognize what it is or recognize what it ain't. And you got to cut that fat out. <laughs> that is bomb squad. Yeah, I'm bombing on this dude all day. Keep reading a second, Samuel, then we're going to get some more. It says, I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men. And with the stripes of the children of men. Matter of fact, hold on real quick. Now, I debated them on this very one on who wants to smoke. And I haven't been able to find it because I think I came in on a clip that they had already been streaming. So I have to watch the whole entire clip of all their episodes of who wants to smoke. But I'm on there and I bring up that same exact point of 2 Samuel 7. And we bomb out on 2 Samuel 7. Um, I think we touched Isaiah 53, um, but they did, you'll see it. They catch me off guard with the, um, I want to say it was either Michael or Malachi. Um, because at the time I wasn't coming in there to spit on Malachi or Micah. I came in there like a, like a, a, a goddamn fucking, fucking, no, not a Twilight Zone. I came in, I came in on them on that, uh, that last one, like a Gatling gun, boy. I wasn't playing. I came in there with all the, all of it. I was coming for heads. We wasn't playing. I had, I was feeling good that day. Came in. Dudes was talking that ish. Man, I came in there hitting them. Isaiah 7. Isaiah 9. Shoot, we was down in, 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 in. Uh, Isaiah 53, you know, it was a good exchange. It was a good exchange, but I lost myself a little bit in there. And, um, 
you know, it is what it is. Sometimes when you get out in these debates, when you get out in these debates, sometimes you lose where you are because you're just so pushed on getting your point across that you you forget what's really going on. And I would call it the fog of the debate. You're throwing out so much information. Your 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 adversary has his bit of information. And, and, and it's just a good exchange of back and forth info with where where yo, you're taking a lot of fire. You know, and it's coming close. You know, they saying things that are making sense, and you're saying things that are making sense. But what happens at the end of the day is when you know what you're talking about, I don't care what they say. You lay that heat down. And, th- and that's what we're talking about today. We're not going to let them get away with this, this crazy, this craziness, this madness. This is absolute bananas. Let's let them keep going. Um, but before we leave, we're definitely going to hear from some learned Hebrew people who actually can set you right and get you on that that full plaque. And we got a uh, an individual who I believe will really bring. Um, and now I'm talking again to only the people who believe in the biblical context, because only in this book do we have the ability to uh, to roam because. At the present time, we can't prove a lot of the things that are in the text. Um, and that's not our fault. Let's, let's do this. Okay. Now, he's just, I think he's just looking for, uh, um, <clears throat> I think he's looking for a passage. He's trying to weave this okay. together. He's trying to sew this together like like Edward Scissorhands. But he's just mangling this whole thing up. He can't find it because it doesn't exist. So he has okay, to find something go. similar. Read, read verse 4. Second, uh, second Kings, uh, sorry, Second Samuel 7 and 4. And it came to pass that night that the word of Yahweh came unto Nathan. What saying, happened? The word of Yahweh came unto Nathan. The word of Yahweh came to Nathan, the prophet. This is this is this is the context of what's going on. So when you get to 12, what is it? The word of Yahweh that came to Nathan. That's what happened. So let's get a uh, let's get Acts. Let's get Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse uh Verse 29. Acts chapter 2, verse 29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David. Of who? The patriarch David. The patriarch David. King David. Go ahead. That he is both dead and buried. He's dead and buried. But what else about him? And his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Mm-hmm. Therefore, being a prophet. He was a what? Prophet, David was a prophet. Go ahead. And knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, 
according to the flesh, debunked the virgin birth. The point is, is that King David was a prophet. King David was a prophet, and the Lord has sworn to him something through the mouth of Nathan. And David understood that. So now, David being a prophet. Let's go to Psalms chapter 72. <laughs> Let's see if King David Finally they go to the old They're already saying that Nathan The is a false Old prophet. Testament so as they that. would Let's say Let's see if King David was a false prophet as well uh, Psalm 72 Where do you want me to start? We're going to start at verse 1 Okay yeah because it's all Psalm 72 and 1 It says give the king Thy judgments O God And thy righteousness unto the Wait, king start, start. Uh, hold, hold, hold on one second. Okay. What is your, what, are you reading out of a book? Or are you reading from... Now, mind you, they're reading the Psalms, which is admittedly, admittedly, Psalms is written by David, about David, for David. These things that happen in Psalms are of David. They're, they, they... <laughs> Unless David is speaking of some about somebody else, the stories pertained in there are about David. So anytime somebody goes to the book of Psalms and tries to show you Jesus, understand that they're either showing you David himself or they're portraying David saying something that is speaking of Jesus. I guarantee you, if any Christian says anything to you about the book of Psalms, it's either that this says that this is Jesus in this Psalms quote, or that David is referencing Jesus in this Psalms quote. Bet you any money. It's one or the other. Because it should say Psalm, of so Psalm for Solomon. Okay, yeah, yeah, Psalm 72, a Psalm for Solomon, yeah. Right, now let's look at the Hebrew, because I got my... Now, now, mind you, uh, uh, what what did they just say? A Psalm, what is it, a Psalm for Solomon? Let me see where they are at. They're at Psalm 72. So let me open the Psalm 72 myself. Let me, let me get... And, and I got an English Bible, too, so I'm all types of mashugan right now. I'm all, I'm all types of messed up. Because I got an English Bible, which means I'm I'm drinking. I got an English Bible, which means I'm drinking poison water right now. I'm drinking poison water. My eyes are being destroyed. My mind, my neshama is being destroyed because of the errors that have happened. The crime scene in this book. The 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 literal biblical crime scene that is going on. And I can't even find that. Boy, I'm looking for signs. Boy, I was in here looking for something else. Boy, I'm in here tripping. Man, I'm in here looking for the Psalms. All right, where the Psalms at? Boy, I was in the Psalms so much that the little tag. You know, you got the little tags on your Bible? My tags ripped off, so Looking for the damn. What's in the Old Testament? Oh, here we go. Right by Souls of Solomon. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Okay. Psalms, all this trickery they're trying to do here. Let me keep them honest. Screen shared. It's in there. Psalm seventy-two. So this is what this is what it's about. It's about Salomon. Hold on, real quick though. Let me get some water. Psalm seventy-two of Solomon. 
Now that's what the caption does modern, say. Man, it says uh, it says Psalm seventy two of Solomon. To really start shooting stuff down, man. Confession of the Lord that still hope in the face of all his troubles. What you see, what you see. Reaches to the skies, it's an expanse Madness, of all the space above the earth. That's all the right, little so captions. Let's I'm let's reading the captions at the bottom of the Bible. Verse one. Let's listen to King let's listen to King David the prophet. Let's 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 look at him. And just listen to him prophesy through the spirit and power of Yahweh right now. Psalm 72 and 1. A psalm for Solomon. Give the king thy judgments. Well, who's this, who's this to? Who's this for? A psalm for Solomon. A psalm for Solomon. Right? Go ahead. Give the king thy judgments, O God, mm-hmm. and thy righteousness unto the king's son. Hold on, let me make this. Let me make a. Okay. So the king's son. So we so established. This is for Solomon, right? So I would just want one. This is for Solomon, where we Your at? royal we son are... with your righteousness. What verse are we at? Verse 1. We just finished verse 1. Verse 1. Okay, keep going. Verse 2. He shall judge thy people with righteousness mm-hmm. and thy poor with judgment. Mm-hmm. And he did that to a degree up until the point where. He committed iniquity and idolatry. So go ahead. The mountain shall bring peace to the people. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. And the little hills by righteousness. Mm-hmm. He shall judge the poor of the people. Now the mountains shall bring peace. Meaning our government shall bring peace to the people. Right? Now with within our own autonomy and sovereignty that happened. But not... You know, outside of, of of the boundaries of our people, I'll say outside of the Levant, the Fertile Crescent, outside of the Middle East. Whoa! So just whoa! Uh, mm-hmm. And thy righteousness unto the king's son. Hold on, let me make this. Let me make a whoa. See, <clears throat> hold on. You see what he's trying to do? Hold on, I'm gonna catch this real quick. Hold on. You see what he's trying to do? He's now trying to take the prophecy and expand. Band it and say, nope, the area that Solomon ruled wasn't big enough to what the Lord is saying. That's what he's trying okay. to go at. So this is for Solomon, right? This is for Solomon. Where are we at? We are. What verse are we at? Verse one. We just finished verse one. Verse one. OK, keep going. Verse two. He shall judge thy people with righteousness. Mm hmm. And thy poor with judgment. Mm-hmm. And he did that to a degree up until the point where he committed iniquity and idolatry. So go ahead. The mountain shall bring peace to the people. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. And the little hills by righteousness. Mm-hmm. He shall judge the poor of the people. Now the mountains shall bring peace. Meaning our government shall bring peace to the people. Right? Now... With within our own autonomy and sovereignty, that happened, but not, you know, outside of of, of the boundaries of our people. I'll say outside of the Levant, the Fertile Crescent, outside of the Middle East. So just listen to the the, the language here, and hear how this is talking about some, a, a global for the flat earthers. Uh, I can't say that. Just worldwide, worldwide. Go ahead. The mountain shall bring his uh, like The mountain shall bring peace to the people, in the little hills by righteousness. Mm-hmm. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy. 
He shall save the children of the needy and shall what? And shall break in pieces the oppressor. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. He didn't I even have... That. Solomon didn't have war. So right. how's he going to break in pieces? Jesus never had anything he broke. He did not break the oppressor. He did not endure forever as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. He did not endure. He died. Your guy got murked. This says that nobody gets murked. This clearly says that they will endure as long as the sun. Has the sun ever gone out then come back in? Has the sun in the sky ever resurrected outside of it? It being outside of our, our view. When the sun goes down at night, I'm sorry to tell you, that's not the sun dying. The sun is merely just going out of our view and then coming back within our view at a certain hour. That's just how the flow of the, the spin works, I guess, or the access. That, that's how it works. And we know that. The oppressors. Right. Furthermore... We weren't getting yeah. oppressed at this time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this can't be King Solomon. Well, we can tell you who it is, who did come from David's seed. When you read Second Samuel 7, we can tell you who did come from David's seed and who did have, who is going to have a forever, an everlasting kingdom. So they are admitting there themselves that Jesus didn't have an everlasting kingdom. He didn't even get a chance to set up a kingdom. There was no kingdom that was even set up. He, there was there, from what the text says in the New Testament, it says that if he would have told them, they would have tried to make him king. So we know clear and well that the that the New Testament is saying flat out that he was not made a king and had no intentions of being made king, yet therefore defying the very orders of the very reason he is there to become a king, to become a conquering king. This is I could do this all day, I guess. I guess I could let them go on all day. And I guess I could drag you into this nonsense, this circular reasoning. But I'm gonna close this because I think it's pretty easy to say that this teaching is absolutely bananas. There is no scriptural basis for it. I mean, think about it. In order for Jesus to be Solomon, okay, you have to do this backflip. Now, mind you, David, from what the Christians say, David believes that the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. How then can David call his son Lord, right? Something to that effect. But Solomon is actually Jesus. And he is David's son. So David has now seen the Messiah at birth. The very birth of his son Solomon was the very birth that Jesus was created as well. 
So not only was Jesus created by Mary and supposedly Joseph, because they also don't believe in a miraculous birth. Jesus's father is actually Joseph and David, because David's son is Solomon. I can see the Maury people right now going bananas. Maury Povich, call me. I got one for you. Bro, I got something, Maury. Boy, you ain't never seen it, Maury. I got it. Think about that. You just think about that, okay? While you're sleeping tonight, you think and you remember that Solomon is Jesus. So David is actually his son's, no, his, I, I, man, my head is actually blown. I, I really, I can't wrap my head around it. This is absolute bananas. This is malarkey to the highest order and I can't explain it. Just what goes on in the world. Wait, 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 Joe. Wait a minute. Bring that screen back up. Hey, hey, hey. Who said we were in the show? Hey. Hey. Who said we were in the show? We ain't in the show just yet. We still have to remember. Anytime, anytime you get uh, Twitter painted uh, by some erroneous doctrine. You have to make sure you go back and you get reset. You just can't be jumping back in cold hardcore like that. Because then you'll be thinking that Solomon is Jesus. Walking around like these jamokes. Killing it for you. Let's get some good Torah before we leave. Capiche? Capiche. Very much so. Whoa. I don't mean to interrupt you. Very much so. Now this is Tovia. But it's widely My boy Tovia, he's going to set you straight. You listen to him. Capisce you good. Okay? Okay. Can trigger repentance. This is discussed extensively in Jewish literature, but it's not vicarious atonement at all. Thank you for that question. I'll explain. It's a very important idea. This is, we find it throughout the literature that you can never have, no one could die for your sins. Chas v'shalom. See Jeremiah 31. Nothing like that could happen. See Ezekiel 18. By Caius Atonement, that someone dies as a sacrifice for your sins, that's not possible. But people can get into tremendous trouble because there is an idea that we find in the prophets, we find in Jewish literature, that the misadikim, the death or suffering of righteous people, can bring about a kapara, an atonement, because people will think about this, meaning, as the Gemara says in the Gemara and Shabbos, in the Talmud, in Tractate Sabbath, 105b, Kol ha-boichal odem kosher moichemloi ha-kol Whosoever weeps over the suffering or death, of bracket that, of, a, of the righteous, all the sins are forgiven. If there's a, a holy person who dies, and you start to weep, start to cry, you think about Rav Al-Khanan Wasserman, a blessed memory, who was murdered by the Nazis, and you think about his last moments, 
And you think about him and his students that were all murdered by the Germans. You can do tshuva. If you weep, if you cry over these holy people who perished, Hashem will see your tears and forgive you for all your sins. So it's not a vicarious atonement. It means that Hashem is embedded that crying over the suffering of good people triggers repentance. I know there are people watching this show now who have witnessed, studied the suffering of great people and have brought them to do tshuva to repent. If people could live such a life and be murdered like this, people change completely. It's not a vicarious atonement. For instance, in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 57, which is a very critical chapter, this is a toughie, first one, it ends this way, I've taken away the righteous of your generation, and you didn't even take it to heart. That means you're so low. This is the biggest kick in the head. Because what happens is that HaKadosh Baruch hopes that when it's Tzadik, when a righteous person, that person dies. When Yoshia was killed in a battle with Egypt, an unintended battle, I'm not going into it now, it caused the nation to repent, it caused the nation to weep, crying, and it triggered mass tshuva among the Jews. So that's the hope. Now, why Josiah died in this war? He's a very young man. He wasn't even 40 years old. He's a very great man. Is on his own account, a different husband completely. But Hashem hopes that when Josiah was killed by an Egyptian archer who killed him, who didn't even know that he was, kill, he was going to kill the king. It's a very tragic event. You can read him just cry, cry, because he was a very great man. The last of the great ones. So the hope is you'll take it to heart. You'll repent. You'll do tshuva when you see such things. So the ultimate kick in the stomach is, you know, I took away the rights from that generation, and he never even thought about it. He never repented. So be very careful. As we live in a, if you're in the West, and there are churches everywhere all around you, and there's idolatry everywhere. There's spiritual cigarette smoke everywhere, everywhere. It stinks everywhere, everywhere. If you're in Dalai Lama, if you're in a base at Medrash, in Yushalayim, in Hebron, you're still in Tyre, you don't come into contact, you're not going to get in trouble. But if you're out there, wow, you can get into tremendous trouble because everything smells. It's all stinks of this filthy idolatry. So therefore, the suffering and death of a tzaddik can bring about atonement if a person weeps and takes it to heart. And Hashem will forgive all your sins. When I was at the funeral of Moshe Feinstein, who was the greatest, the greatest sages of the 20th century, who I had the opportunity to meet, and his funeral was attracted in New York City on the Lower East Side, I think about a quarter of a million, 300,000 people were there. It was just... It was just a sea of people who were there. Now, I was a young man then, and people were crying around me. There were men there who were weeping like babies. There were men, I'll tell you this thing, who we were standing on the street. There was no, there was no way you were going to get into the synagogue where the, you would be eulogized. You were on the streets, and the streets were just, as far as you could see, it was just a sea, and they had loudspeakers to hear there were men there who, who apparently were not very religious because they took out of their pocket a yarmulke, like at a bar mitzvah, they give out, that's folded, and they just put it on. It's not there all the time. And these people were crying. 
they knew who Ramosha was. So I'm going to tell you a secret. If you're at the Levaya of Ramosha Feinstein, the Chayel of Racha, and you start crying, so it's like Yom Kippur for you. Your sins are all forgiven. All forgiven. Now, if Ramosha Feinstein, when he died, and you were going to the movies, then doesn't help you at all. If you're there ripping off people on Wall Street, stealing, and so on, that doesn't help you at all. Get a tone for that. But what they can do is they can trigger that people should do trivial event. Thank you so much for that thoughtful question. Boy, I love me some Rabbi Tovia Singer, boy. I tell you what, you want some pure Torah? Go to your boy Rabbi Tovia Singer. I'm telling you, I don't believe but when it comes to text, if we're going to stay, like I said earlier, if we are playing this game called the text, this guy is one of the baddest guys that you could have. When it comes to the when it comes to the Pokemon card, this boy is Raichu. I tell you, anybody who's about the Pokemon cards, this boy is Raichu. We ain't playing. We ain't playing. And that's all I'm saying. So we gonna go ahead and we gonna do what we do. It's your boy, man. Two dogs, man. You know how I'm coming. I'm coming bringing you. I'm trying to bring you the sauce. Okay? While taking the side, and still play. Look. We gotta clean it up. As biblical folks, we need to answer certain questions. Why? Where? Who? All them things. We need to strengthen ourselves, not bury ourselves in these pseudo-doctrines. These pseudo-doctrines are not going to get us anywhere. They're going to further scatter the message into, into oblivion. Now, we already know if you've been paying attention and counting the tally. We already know that the Christian doctrine is hogwashed by now. We're already past that. We seen them in the doctrine, and you ain't seen them yet. Go back to the earliest shows. We point them out. We show you where they are. We on chapter 19 already. We going into now explaining the foundation. The foundation in what they would call the Old Testament. Now you got some Christian sects trying to explain it another way, as you saw today. Them boys went ahead and lynched themselves. This is madness, utter madness, twilight, twilight doctrine is what I call it. We gotta get out of that type of, we gotta get out of that type of nonsense. We need to stop allying ourselves with individuals gonna spread ridiculousness. Stay within the text. The text says one thing already. You don't need to go ahead and, if you're gonna write the text, go ahead and write your own text there. Go ahead and write your own text and, and, and leave us all alone. Because you you bringing it to the street now. We hear you. Other people hear you. You're, you're mad, son. You're mad. You need to take that doctrine back to where you got it. You're, this is your boy, Two Dogs, and we out. You dig.